There's nothing quite like it than to watch somebody torturing themselves. It is really hard to watch. Your family or your friends or people who even want to be clients but can't because of some sense of responsibility or obligation they have to fulfill someone else's appetite. When we do the 30-day challenge, the first word that we put on the table for anybody in the program is the word blame. Until we can stop blaming or playing victim in the world, we torture ourselves because we say somebody else caused my trouble, somebody else is responsible for my trouble, somebody else is the activator of my trouble, an enabler. While we blame somebody else for the choices we make on a daily basis, we are in hell. And it's torturous and it's hard to watch. There's a benefit, of course, because by blaming somebody else, we get more pleasure. We say, I'm okay, I feel fine, but if it weren't for that person, I wouldn't have these problems, etc., etc. You can see blame is the devil, and it's the devil in disguise, and uh, it's hell on earth. Um, ultimately, blame leads to ingratitude, because you're ungrateful, or that the, the person who's b being blamed gets allocated a negative quality or a uh, or all the all the causation qualities and that in turn leads that person to be powerful and the blamer even though the blamer might be powerful in terms of their adrenals or in powerful in terms of their testosterone or whatever chemical they activate by blaming they are very weak and that weakness ultimately becomes rationalized. To rationalize blame, we say, I'm doing it for a good reason. We say, this person wants me to be taller, or this person wants to be smarter, this person wants me to be happier, this person, and we say, and I fulfill their, fulfill their wants uh, because um, I like them, or because they're important to me, or because, and we rationalize the blame. But blame, when it's allocated to another person, is weakness. And this was the a, a huge awakening from all the December podcasts we went through, that no matter how much vision you do, how much mental strength you have, how much uh, goal setting you do, how much of this stuff you do, personal development, how many quotes you read on the internet, while you live to the drum of another person, positive or negative, you're weak. And that weakness is goes to the core of being you because nobody wants to feel weak. And so even blame that's justified, even blame that's rationalized, you know, it's, it's, it's it, my blame is kindness. You go, I'm being kind to this person because that's what they want me to do. When you're acting, on the basis of what somebody else wants from you, right? When you're acting on the basis someone needs from you, when you're acting because of their call to your action, you're weak.
it's really important to see that you can have the same action. You can be kind to people, not because they want you to be kind or because uh, they need your kindness. It's because it's how you choose. Now, that's a huge difference in the kindness. One is attached with blame to expectations of a result. You want them to be happy. You want them to be away. You, you blame them for your problems um, and you hope they go away so your problems go away. That blame sets up a cycle and that cycle leads to therapy and counselling and, and self-deprecation and, and weakness. On the other hand, if you say, I do this because... Uh, not because they need it, not because they want it, but because I would love, I choose to give it. That's a whole different thing. No cycle set up at all. The second torture that I witness over and over again is uncertainty. When there's uncertainty or its best friend, doubt. Doubt is, in my mind, the cause of most sickness. It's the cause of immune system breakdown. It's the cause of... Uh, uh, inauthenticity and doubt mostly comes in a person's life because they're not living their own values. So again, it leans back into the word blame. I am doing what I do because it's best for blah, blah. It's best for them. It's best for us. It's best for the family. So blame is linked to doubt Doubt is linked to uncertainty, and these are all very tortuous words, words we've got to have in our life. You know, there, there are times, um, you know, when you have a car crash or something or something goes wrong, you blame the other person so you get compensation, and you understand how blame can sneak its way in under the radar into your everyday talk when it was set up to give some legal action or set up to give some uh, clarity to a dispute. You can see also how doubt leans in to our lives because doubt is a great thing to bring to a meeting. When you meet with other people at work or you're meeting with your spouse at home or your friends and you go, I just want to talk about something because, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's in the world of something I'm not familiar with and therefore I'm arriving with doubt and therefore I'm a learner here and I want to be a learner in a meeting or in a conversation with my kids or family so that there is an open table. So you can see how doubt has a great benefit and how we use it but then suddenly it starts to sneak out of the meeting or out of a conversation and sneak into our our expectation of life into ourself, into our self-confidence and become part of a permanent part of our thought process. This leads to uncertainty and uncertainty comes from both blame and doubt and uncertainty is hell. It really is a hard gig. It has a benefit. Uncertainty means we explore, we open, we, we question, we, we grow. But I think these words that have a very powerful negative context need to be allocated to a time and a space in a day and then locked back in the, in the uh, toolbox. Um, what I wrote, I think it's about 20 years ago, was a book called Toolbox for the Soul. And it was 
the, the opening of it was there's a lot of tools in this box that you bring out when you need them, then you put them back when you, you don't leave the hammer lying around or the screwdrivers lying around, you put them back in the toolbox. You don't put, you know, if you need a saw, you bring it out, you cut something and then you put it back so it doesn't lie around. And a lot of the words that we bring out like doubt or uh, blame or victim or uncertainty are tools, tools for the soul because they help you achieve something in a very short period of time. But then they need to be put away and said, no, I'm not going to live, I'm not going to carry that word through my everyday thinking, through my everyday exploration of life. I'm not going to carry those tools around with me on my hips. I'm not a roofer needing a a belt around my uh, waist um, up on the roof with all the tools dangling down. No, it's a toolbox. I think this is really um, important for you to understand. There's benefits to every negative word and we, we need doubt, we need uncertainty, we need blame, we need victim for about one minute a day, maybe 10. Uh, maybe in a legal dispute, we need to sort of see that blame has a, and victim has a function in the, in the legal system. And therefore we can play the game, we can pull out the tool and use it, but it isn't real. It's a tool, it's a mask, it's a marketing exercise, it's a, it's, it's, it's a way of uh, venturing into the unknown temporarily. It's not a permanent thing. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Don't torture yourself. Bye for now.